Good morning. Today is voting day, Tuesday, November 6th. This is the daily office from the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer. We use morning prayer right to. My name is Jaka. I am your friendly layperson. The usual disclaimer is that I am no sort of expert in any um, stretch of the imagination. Just a regular person like you. Happy to be raising my voice in prayer with yours this morning. Our readings today are Psalms 61 and 62. Ecclesiasticus, otherwise sometimes known as the Wisdom of Sirach, so it might be under Sirach in your Apocrypha, 43, 1 through 22, Revelation 14, 14 through 15, 8, and Luke 13, 1 through 9. I'm going to veer from the standard script, so to speak, a little bit and use an opening verse that's normally used during the season of Epiphany but I think that it is very apropos today on voting day. So we start on page 76. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation will reach to the end of the earth. We continue with the confession of sin on page 79. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you, in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The earth is the Lord's, for he made it. Come, let us adore him. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. The earth is the Lord's for he made it. Come, let us adore him. And now for our Psalms, which are 61 and 62 today. Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. 
From the end of the earth I call to you, when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you are my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me abide in your tent forever, find refuge under the shelter of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Prolong the life of the king. May his years endure to all generations. May he be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. So I will always sing praises to your name as I pay my vows day after day. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall never be shaken. How long will you assail a person? Will you batter your victim, all of you, as you would a leaning wall, a tottering fence? Their only plan is to bring down a person of prominence. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. For my hope is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance and my honor. My mighty rock, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no confidence in extortion and set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God and steadfast love belongs to you, O Lord, for you repay to all according to their work. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, Son of Sirach. Chapter 14, verses 1 through 22. Or, excuse me, chapter 43, verses 1 through 22. The pride of the higher realms is the clear vault of the sky, as glorious to behold as the sight of the heavens. The sun, when it appears, proclaims as it rises. What a marvelous instrument it is, the work of the Most High. At noon it parches the land, and who can withstand its burning heat? A man tending a furnace works in burning heat, but three times as hot as the sun scorching the mountains. It breathes out fiery vapors, and its bright rays blind the eyes. Great is the Lord who made it. At his orders it hurries on its course. It is the moon that marks the changing seasons, governing the times, their everlasting sign. From the moon comes the sign for festal days, a light that wanes when it completes its course. The new moon, as its name suggests, renews itself. How marvelous it is in this change, a beacon to the hosts on high, shining in the vault of the heavens. The glory of the stars is the beauty of heaven, a glittering array in the heights of the Lord. On the orders of the Holy One they stand in their appointed places, they never relax in their watches. Look at the rainbow and praise him who made it. It is exceedingly beautiful in its brightness. It encircles the sky with its glorious arc, 
The hands of the Most High have stretched it out. By his command, he sends the driving snow and speeds the lightnings of his judgment. Therefore, the storehouses are opened and the clouds fly out like birds. In his majesty, he gives the clouds their strength and the hailstones are broken in pieces. The voice of his thunder rebukes the earth. When he appears, the mountains shake. At his will, the south wind blows. So do the storm from the north and the whirlwind. He scatters the snow like birds flying down, and its descent is like locusts alighting. The eye is dazzled by the beauty of its whiteness, and the mind is amazed as it falls. He pours frost over the earth like salt, and icicles form like pointed thorns. The cold north wind blows, and ice freezes on the water. It settles on every pool of water, and the water puts it on like a breastplate. He consumes the mountains and burns up the wilderness and withers the tender grass like fire. A mist quickly heals all things. The falling dew gives refreshment from the heat. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 13 on page 90, a song of praise or Benedictus S. Domine. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. On the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths. In the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from Revelation chapter 14, verses 14 through chapter 15, verse 8. Then I looked, and there was a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was one like the Son of Man, with a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Another angel came out of the temple calling with a loud voice to the one who sat on the cloud, use your sickle and reap for the hour to reap has come because the harvest of the earth is fully ripe. So the one who sat on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple in heaven and he too had a sharp sickle. Then another angel came out from the altar, the angel who has authority over fire. And he called with a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle Use your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for its grapes are ripe. So the angel swung his sickle over the earth and gathered the vintage of the earth. And he threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden outside the city, and blood flowed from the winepress as high as a horse's bridle for a distance of about 200 miles. Then I saw another portent in heaven, great and amazing, Seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last, for with them the wrath of God is ended. And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mixed with fire. And those who had conquered the beast and its image and the number of its name, standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and amazing are your deeds, Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. 
Lord, who will not fear and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your judgments have been revealed. After this I looked, and the temple of the tent of witness in heaven was opened. And out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues, robed in pure bright linen with golden sashes across their chests. Then one of the four living creatures gave the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were ended. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 18, beginning on page 93, a song to the Lamb, or Dignus S. Splendor and honor and kingly power are yours by right, O Lord our God. For you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain. For with your blood you have redeemed for God, from every family, language, people, and nation, a kingdom of priests to serve our God. And so to him who sits upon the throne, and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor, forever and forevermore. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. At that very time there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those eighteen who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. We continue with the Apostles' Creed on page 96. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We'll use suffrages set A on the bottom of page, beginning on the bottom of page 97. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. I think it's appropriate today to use a collect specifically for as a prayer for the nation. So collect, contemporary collect um, number 17 can be found on page 258 if you wanted to follow along with me. Lord God Almighty, you have made all the peoples of the earth for your glory to serve you in freedom and in peace. Give to the people of our country a zeal for justice and the strength of forbearance that we may use our liberty in accordance with your gracious will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. We continue with a prayer for mission. On page 100. O oh God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, so now is the time when um, I give you my thoughts on our readings and uh, maybe run off at the mouth a little bit. You either fast forward me or listen, and then we have time for a special prayer. So today is voting day. Um, I live in a state where we don't have early voting, so it's today. Schools are mostly out um, because a lot of the schools are used as voting places. So my son is off, so I requested the day off, and I was really blessed with a boss who... Um, granted me that day. So we have been doing stuff around the house. I'm saying this prayer and then we're going from here to the polls. And um, this is really important to me. I will say I have never been so interested in politics as I am now. And perhaps that is, as aligned with our readings today, a result of the painful harvesting what's been sown both by myself and others I admittedly have not voted every year since that I it's not that every year I have not voted but there are some years since I turned 18 that I have not voted um this year I turned 40 
And that is for me a triumph. I'm not someone who stays 29 forever or views, not that there's anything wrong with that, or views 40 with a little bit of dismay and regret. Um, I'm approaching it joyfully victorious, um, maybe because I had some rough decades earlier and um, I am quite grateful that I have not only made it this far, but with God's help am at this point continuing to move forward and grow. And so I view this as a milestone into both a real adulthood, like a coming of age kind of milestone, um, as well as a spiritual maturity. And I'm very grateful for that. Our readings this morning were a lot, in my mind at least, what stuck out to me as a common thread about harvesting what we've sown and where I want to be very careful, I am not personally a person who believes in earning one's way to salvation or that works earn our way to salvation. I'm very much of, of the um, mindset, as are many others, that our works are a natural reflection of our love for Christ. So when our when we are living out that love, our actions reflect it. And that's the way in which I view works. I'm going to... I'm going to do this for a second. Um, it's stewardship season at my church, as it is at so many others, and I was asked to um, to give a talk. So I'm going to do something I don't often do, and I am going to let you all in on an unfinished um, version of something that I've written. So this is, stewardship is important to me, but stewardship is more than giving um, money to the church, in my opinion. So Here's kind of the rough draft of, of my thoughts there. Uh, so you kind of get a sneak preview of, of what I'm going to say in church this Sunday. So I've been in the military for 18 years. Um, not all of them have been good years, though from a distance, maybe maybe they will look better. I came in just before 9-11, so just about a year before. So nearly all my years at service of service have been years at war and as an erstwhile student of history and culture I have a particular interest in World War II and I think maybe those allies who lived through World War II feel kind of the same way about some of those years that I do some of my years of service um, that up close they're very much the refiner's fire but a proud triumph from far away what strikes me from the safe distance through which I get to view World War II is that it was a time when the entire country came together for a common cause. All gave according to their gifts and they did whatever and everything that they could but from financial support, buying war bonds, collecting scrap metal, even the kids got into it, rolling bandages, performing songs and shows for the troops and back home in support of them. Um, everyone gave according to what they had. And that is, that's very much aligned with one of my uh, foundational scripture verses at this season in my life. And it's Luke 12, 48. From everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required. And from the one to whom much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. We here in America have been given a lot. Even the least of us have a lot more than a lot of other people on the earth. 
And I do believe that with that comes responsibility. I am not a nationalist or an isolationist. I'm very much a patriot, but I'm not a nationalist or an isolationist. And as far as the spiritual aspect of stewardship, which is really what this is all about, goes, my charge would be this, that, um, that my church, that all of us would come together for a common cause, what I believe to be the cause, love, Christ's love, the love of freedom, the love of all God's creation, Christ's love for all of his people and everything, everything from every person to every blade of grass on this earth. This is the most worthy cause. And so I ask that we, or I charge that we give, we give of ourselves to the cause of love through where we are at war, war against evil, hate, injustice, abuse. The amazing thing is that we know how this war ends with absolute victory in and by Christ. But how many casualties will there be between here and there? How many wounded? That's up to us, my siblings. This is what we can change. This is the difference we can make in the world. So we should give. Give of our time, give of our money, give of our talents, give of all that we have been given. For the Universal Christ Project needs our contributions that bit that only we can do, only I can do, only you can do, because God has given you unique gifts so that you can make a unique contribution. It was divinely designed that way, that together we triumph. So that, folks, is my rough draft, and I think that it does fit in with our readings today, because what is harvest but reaping what we give? what we sow. That's another way of saying what we put in, we get out. And um, if you're uh, familiar at all with 12-step programs, it works if you work it. And so this, what I called in, in my little speech there, the Universal Christ Project, and that's something that I, I've gotten from, um, I always say his name terribly, Pierre Thierry de Hardin, I think, or something like that. Um, but he was a f later follower of Ignatius and and um, I think wise in the ways in which we fit together so his words not mine but I think it's true that we are all part of this universal project we are all warriors in the war against evil and darkness and hatred and our common cause is love and when we put forth love into the world then love is harvested. Casualties over, are overcome. Wounded are healed. It is no small thing. And our individual contributions are no small thing for the whole cannot move forward with e without each individual contribution. And so my prayer for us today on voting day is that we carefully consider the cause of love And I should maybe digress for a moment, and just in case there's anyone who's unfamiliar with my thought process there, I don't mean um, a hallmark, gushy, sentimental love feeling. I mean 
the robust care for each other that puts, as my branch of service would say, service before self, invests in others, looks outside of individual benefit and to the greater good. There might be other ways in which you define this, but I hope you know where I'm going here. So when we cast our votes, first of all, let's cast our votes, right? Let's exercise the democracy that we have that was won by others who fought for us. And we are now the warriors that must fight for both the current and the next generations. And today we do that by going to a polling place and by entering our vote on a ballot. Let it be a vote for the greater good. Let each one of them. I think I've probably gone on enough about that, so I'll step down from my soapbox. I will say that I pray God's will over each and every one of us and for our country and for the world. And now we'll pause for personal prayers. I hope your prayer time was blessed. Mine certainly was. I, um, I have one more little thing to add before we start closing up with the general Thanksgiving. Our Psalms today also remind us that all our blessings come from God. Our security comes only from God. As we move forward in faith and love in the war on darkness and evil and hatred, it can be scary. And I think one of the ways that the enemy tries to attack us, it certainly that the enemy tries to attack me, is through security. That if I lean too far out, I will fall and no one will catch me. And I am reminded that there is no security that I can rest for myself that true security and peace come only from the Lord and that he does not hold them as any sort of ransom. He gives them to us freely when we give him our trust and faith. And so I pray that for all of us as well, that we can give God, Lord, may we give you our trust and faith and receive, not in exchange, but freely given, your security and peace, the supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding and comes only from you. May we find rest, redemption, restoration, healing, and reinvigoration in you, Lord Christ. Amen. So the general thanksgiving on page 101. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, 
granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear. Our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go in peace to follow the good road. May God's blessing be with us always. Amen.